Right now, guys, at Solace Meds, they've got some incredible deals uh, to take advantage of. First off, they got four locations in Colorado, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks from the DNVR bar on East Colfax, and you're in the area, you're going to the DNVR bar, stop into Solace Meds beforehand or afterward. Um, on the deals that they have right now in June, 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 20% off all Wana tinctures and tarts, 20% off all Mountain Select rosin and cartridges. I could go on and on and on, uh, listing off all the deals that Solace Meds have going on right now. The most important deal, the most important deal that you absolutely have to take advantage of, drop code DNVR20 when you're at checkout. When you're up at the front of Solace Meds, uh, you've got everything that you need. You did your shopping. You got everything you wanted. Right when you're checking out, drop the code DNVR20 at Solace Meds at checkout. They'll give you 20% off. And if you're at the Wheat Ridge location, you also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. Remember, any location you're at though, drop the code DNVR20. Save 20% off your entire purchase with the code DNVR20. Serbian corner. What? <laughs> DNVA live. What a letdown. There we go. I, I mean, well, I'd be I'll down play. for a Serbian corner. I'd be totally down for a Serbian corner. I know. But, I thought I got like really excited. Now I'm a little bummed out. Well, actually, Eric, <laughs> it was a bit involving you. I don't know if you got that email. We were going to ask you to be our Serbian. But. Oh, that's, a, that's great. I'm, I'm happy to take that mantle. What's up, guys? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets <laughs> podcast, the DMVA show on a Monday, Mailbag Monday. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. When you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up. I'm Harrison Wynn hosting today. Joined alongside, I'll say it again, two of my greatest pals in the world. Whoa. What? To my virtual right, or to my virtual left, I believe, we've got Brendan Vote. What's cracking, fellas? I was going to host today, but we've got some sensitive topics, so I just threw it to Green. I pulled the pin out, such and I just a, threw it to Harrison. Such a coward. <laughs> yep. I, I accept this criticism. Yeah. Vote through the hosting duties on me literally two minutes before we were supposed to go live. I watched That's it happen. Just, yeah, just threw them to me like NBA players throw the ball to some you know role player at the end of a shot clock violation or something. That's right. You're my just, rookie. Just, Take yeah, this just gave over. me a ticking time bomb. Just gave me a ticking time bomb. Uh, also joined to uh, my virtual bottom by Eric. Uh, you know him as Dion. Bros, what a day. Can you, can you believe two things? Number one, we're best friends. I just learned this for the second time. I forgot it over the weekend. Now we're back, baby. I've just never felt better. And I'm ready to get into some sensitive topics that make vote very uncomfortable. Let's go. <laughs> you got that nice backdrop. I love how you're just chained to your office now. Like you just live in the DNVR. It's a Space Jam-esque agreement with Spano where you just Well, no. Like I know that you guys are you come from the uh world where jobs are sort of like a weird nebulous idea that you sort of float around, you talk yeah. for an hour, then you disappear back into the multiverse. That's right. Um <laughs> I actually just show up and I just work in an office. That's like what jobs are. Most people not understand this Brendan's mind is boggled i didn't know that was still an option <laughs> i'm not surprised by any of it because every time i've ever got on a zoom or a, a show with you you were always in the same exact spot in your apartment so now you're just in the same exact spot in the office i'm That's not right. surprised it, by any of it you'll note that anytime there is something that comes into the slack that either is asking for or is absolutely not asking for a response, I give one because I'm right, right there at my desk. I, I have noticed that. <laughs> the guy never logs off. <laughs> never. never. Um, yeah, like uh, you guys were saying, on the show today, we got some news to hit on. Chauncey Billups is going to be the new head coach in Portland. A lot of talk about that, uh, so we'll touch on that. Phil Jackson is a racist, according to Scotty Pippen. Interesting comments uh, from Scotty today. Uh, Trey Young is a little banged up. That might spell disaster for the Hawks. And then we'll get to uh, the meat of the show, the mailbag. We asked for your questions. You guys delivered. So most of today's show will be a Monday mailbag, of course, like every Monday show will be. We've got this new format for the offseason going, guys, where we've got some new segments that we introduced starting last week. Uh, wind on one where <laughs> I talk with somebody about something. Oh, uh, what a usually hit. during Friday show, it's a hit. There it is. Wind on one. Amazing <laughs> graphic. 
<laughs> Amazing. And uh, we've also got another new slash returning segment, the fan vote with, with Brendan vote, which uh, I'm really right. looking forward to this week's edition. Potentially filming tonight, maybe tomorrow night with some of you, the great volunteers at home. So yeah. if you want to, by the way, if you want to be a part of some one-on-one battle trivia, hit me up on Twitter. I got you. Hit him up. But yeah, Mondays will always be Mailbag Monday, so that will be the meat of today's show. Um, first, though, got to start off with the biggest story in the NBA right now. Chauncey Billups is going to be the new head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. They got a press conference Tuesday, uh, scheduled for Tuesday morning, to announce this. So this thing is definitely going to happen. Guys, this seemed to me like a home run hire a couple weeks ago when – you know, I always felt like Chauncey was going to be a really good coach in this league in the right situation. He's going into Portland with Damian Lillard, a superstar, a point guard who plays the same position. Those two, from all accounts, have a really good relationship and just rapport with one another. It felt like that was going to be a good fit. Portland, you know, for the last several years has been a pretty stable organization with a stable front office. Um, they've got ownership that's been in place for a long time. So, Everything signaled to me that this was going to be a home run hire. And then I learned about for the first time, which is crazy considering I grew up in Colorado, watched Chauncey Billups for like my whole upbringing uh, of these uh, sexual assault allegations with Chauncey Billups from 1997. Now Damian Lillard might want out um, as a result of how this whole process has gone. This to me has gone from like what looked like a really good hire to a situation that looks like it's just going to combust and I don't know how it's going to end up. Yeah. I, I like that you framed it that way because a Chauncey Billups hire somewhere in the NBA, NBA seemed inevitable right up until it became imminent. And then all of a sudden it was controversial. And that really, I mean, look, some folks were privy to this information for quite some time. I wasn't one of them. And just anecdotally, it seems like a lot of people that I know um, were not as well. And so that's sort of the, the strange thing is, on top of having to just sort of navigate this as media, as fans, which is just sort of weird and difficult as it were, there's this idea that like for most of us, this understanding of who this guy was, that this topic at all was was hot and, and, and controversial, uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. And, and so I think what you're happening is like a lot, what you're seeing is a lot of people sort of processing this information at the same time that they're reacting to it. Yeah, that's just it. Like, <clears throat> this is like real prisoner of the moment kind of stuff where it feels, I mean, obviously we just learned about this. Like you said, like I've grown up in Colorado, Chauncey Billups is a hero of mine. I've always really looked up to him. I really, really want him to get a job in the NBA. I hoped that it would be with the Denver Nuggets. Like I thought he was going to be the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers and like really bummed me out. Cause I was like, ah, like, can't we get him to be in the coaching tree of the Denver Nuggets? Right. Um, yeah. This just, this just came out and it feels like what was discussed, like just happened, right? Like it's this new information mm. it, being new feels like, the act itself just took place. And, you know, obviously we're dealing with very patchworked information that came from a long time ago and things that we're legally allowed to know about, legally not allowed to look. We just don't have any of the information. We don't know exactly what happened other than we know that there was a settlement that took place at a certain point. We know that we know certain bits and pieces, but it's like, like what a crazy situation that now a guy that like we just have all me specifically have like just cheered for and have championed and just really want to get that opportunity that I personally feel like he has absolutely deserved he's earned and deserves because of his back basketball acumen and like what a pillar he has been in the society at large. Like now you're left to sort of like question these things. It's it's very confusing. I hate that he's going to Portland for the first place just because I, I don't like the fact that Portland could benefit from the leader that we all know Chauncey Billups to be. But now it's like they don't even really want him. So now he's like sort of damaged goods in the eyes of a lot of people, which which angers me in a different way. It's confusing. I don't know where to lean with it. Um, but we just don't know anything. And it sucks. And we now we're left here to sort of try and pick up the pieces and comment on it. It's brutal. And, you know, it's it's – it's interesting from a Portland perspective because it certainly seems like they were on a similar timeline. Hiring Chauncey Phillips was something that had circled was a, was a normal thing that other teams had considered doing. Now they're in line for one of the strangest, um, if not most difficult press conferences 
that we're ever going to see and really tough decisions that Harrison are even further clouded, right? By, by Damian Lillard's status in Portland or up in the air status. Yeah. I, I mean, that's been kind of how this story has evolved. And, and yeah, just to go back to what you were saying, guys, this didn't come up at least. I don't remember it coming up really no, publicly at all when he was almost named the Cavs general manager. Like he was almost hired as Cleveland's GM. The Cavs lowballed him and he didn't take that offer. Um, he's been an assistant with, with the Clippers. He right now he was mm-hmm. on ESPN's like top NBA pregame and postgame show, and this stuff never came up. So yeah, it comes out now. And it's really sent uh, like the trailblazers into what what seems like a tailspin, at least from the outside, because what's now happened is there's a real rift, it seems like, between Damian Lillard and Blazers management and ownership because of this. Um, The kind of timeline of events here, and I've got some thoughts on this, so I'll, I'll lay out the facts and then throw it to you guys. But we all remember when Damian Lillard came out publicly on the record and said, I want Jason Kidd or Chauncey Billups. Those are the two guys I want to be my head coach. Now, obviously, when this story from 1997 was brought to light over the last couple of days, Dame faced a ton of uh, backlash on social media, unexpectedly, uh, from fans. And, you know, now it seems like that really got to him and affected him. And now it feels like he could be asking for a trade from the trailblazers any minute. What what was kind of your guys' reaction to that? Well, for, first of all, I mean, Eric, I don't know. I can't remember the last time Lillard was really under any sort of pressure or scrutiny. Um, you know, this is a guy who's been put on a pedestal in a lot of ways, rightfully so, for, for a long time. So one of the things that's just surface level to me, Eric, interesting is, is watching Dame react to being something less than the darling, you know? Yeah, Dame Lillard has really like built his reputation and his legacy on being a guy, a loyal guy. He doesn't chase the rings. What what did he say to Paul George? Like, you guys are some suckers, scared of the grind, moving around from team to team. And to me, this seems like he sees an opportunity to sort of like get a free pass like to get out of Portland in a way that doesn't that he said he can say like, well, you know, I mean, what was I supposed to do? I was put in the situation where you guys wanted me to go along with this, uh, this criminal or whatever. I mean, it, it to me, it's like, it seems like pretty despicable, honestly. Like it, it feels like, uh, like a not in good faith argument, especially because like what we're talking about that he was advocating for him in the first place. Um, I just feel to me, this feels like Chauncey Billups is being put in a place where everybody is using this new information to sort of like vault themselves up to this new, to a higher level of morality and a higher level of like, just, uh, I I don't know. Like it it bothers me though. It just feels very disingenuous and it feels like Dame Lillard just wants to get out of Portland. This is his, he views as his get out of jail free card and um, it sucks. I don't like it at all. Yeah, the the beef between Paul George and Damian Lillard goes back years, but the most recent one was when Lillard replied to Paul George on, yeah. on Instagram and said, uh, keep switching teams running from the grind. Right. And look, and, we yeah. we know like these sort of thoughts and notions, like will Dame leave? Is this worth it for him? Like it's all sort of been bubbling under the surface. Forever. You know, prior to any of this. Um, I do want to say like, I believe Dame when Dame says that he didn't know about either of these guys' histories. Sure. Um, I certainly didn't with Chauncey. A lot of people clearly didn't. Dame's not much older than I. This happened when he was like seven or eight. And more importantly, at a time where very clearly stories could be swept under rugs, you know, in in a way they can't now. So it all comes to light. Um, But it's look, I see someone asking why we're talking about this Um, because a, why, why, what does this have to do with Denver? Chauncey is a Colorado icon. Be yeah. Portland Trailblazers division rivals, um, but see because it's we also the biggest. This is the biggest story in the league, right? Biggest now. story in the league, yeah. and, and we talk sure. about Chauncey all the time in this show. But you know the ramifications are going to be interesting for Dame. It was already a question: should he come back to Portland? Now he's dealing with new coach, but also he personally now has come under fire. He now has this newfound sort of sense of responsibility for for something that he didn't do, and I can understand how that could be frustrating from his perspective. 
Yeah. So when Chris Haynes wait, I'm came sorry. Out- wait, and what else? What would be the next thing? That's all of the reasons we could. Pop- okay. Sorry. Go ahead. It's also the offseason. The Nuggets are not playing. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So well, when Chris Haynes came out with the the report yesterday, um, that like this may push Damian Lillard out of Portland, um, and you know, I feel like his source there was definitely Lillard. And uh, (laughs) that to me was Lillard speaking directly to one person and one person only, Neil O'Shea, the Blazers GM, who I have no idea how how he still has a job. Um, Like Neil O'Shea should have been fired years ago. Um, Like he has tried to make the McCollum Lillard backcourt work for years and years and years when it's just clearly such a bad fit on paper. I don't know how he's uh, still around, but anyways, I feel like that whole article or was directed at Neil O'Shea um, because I actually believe Lillard when it kind of came out that like he wasn't the first person to say Chauncey Billups should be the coach. Sure. I actually believe him in that because talking to people in Portland who cover the team, Chauncey Billups, Everybody had a feeling he was going to be the head coach the second the Blazers season ended in game six against Denver. Before Lillard came out and put that on record, probably even before Terry Stotts got fired. Um, Neil O'Shea's guy from the very beginning, even before Terry Stotts let go, was Damian Lillard. That was always the guy they were going to fire. And I actually believe Dame when he kind of said, I was handed a list and and uh, Billups and Jason Kidd were the guys that I really like from that list. I really believe him. So sure. I feel like he was talking to Neil O'Shea totally with that. But at the same time, that doesn't absolve uh, Dame of any blame in how he's handled it since. Because he has definitely handled it very poorly since uh, that has happened. Absolutely. Yeah. I also yeah, – this... go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is, it's just tough, man. Like people are able to process and understand the idea of people going through changes, growing, learning, becoming better. People understand this very clearly with Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe Bryant went through something not so dissimilar, but he then people had time to deal with it and they were able to sort of see like the transformation that the, he seemingly went through, like the, his relationship with his daughter. He became the face in a lot of ways of the WNBA. People saw him as like a hero. People were able, The problem with, with this Chauncey Billups news is that the, the timeline is so old, but pe- again, people just learning about it now, it's like that for them, the healing process just started, right? Like we understand as human beings, the nuances and the complexity and what it is to, to be different at different stages in your life. And obviously certain things, you know, are never okay. Um, <clears throat> We don't know all of the details. We're, we're not rendering judgment. But the idea that something happened in the year 1997 that makes it so that Chauncey Billups is persona non grata. He can no longer co- coach the NBA. He's earned this in, in many people's minds, but now he's not worthy of it. The Portland Trailblazers should just move on. Like, it's bothersome because it just is just so myopic and it doesn't really look at what it, the totality of the human experience, right? Sure. Um, I mean, I, I do want to like disagree a little bit. Like there is a difference between, I think what are like really difficult or complicated sort of ethical discussions about what a second chance is and and how much room we give other people to move on. And especially when the mistake is something as horrific as let's be clear, rape, which is the accusation. Uh, But for me, I think what a lot of people who don't necessarily want to play judge, jury and executioner, but are want to acknowledge the fact that they just feel disappointed. There are other qualified candidates for jobs that do not have this history. And, and so I think that's just the source of the disappointment. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, it, by the it, way. It, that's what I'm just, saying, though. It's what just, makes it difficult. Yes, sure. but we're, we're talking about disappointment versus disqualification. Like, we're saying, like, it, it, Chauncey Billups, in that assessment, should be passed over for this job because he has something troublesome in his background that happened a long time ago. And there are other qu- qualified candidates that do not, which in, should then bring them to the top of the list. But Chauncey Billups, probably the best candidate for this job, an unbelievable basketball mind. He's been hired at various levels throughout the NBA because of his intelligence, because of his basketball acumen. It just sucks that like, I mean, I don't know if I'm, if I'm advocate, like wishing that we would have known about this a long time ago so that we could sort of like uh, look at this in 
the the lens that it deserves to be looked at at this day and age. But, you know, I mean, it, it is messy and it is difficult <laughs> to, to look at every human being and sort of decide what is fair, what is not fair. Sure, I just sure. wish we weren't talking about Chauncey Billups when it comes to this. Like, disappointment is a very, very apt phrase uh, to, to use to describe this because – Man, that's the king of Park Hill we're talking about. Like, yeah. that's de- like what are we? We're talking about Denver, Colorado. Like, we're talking about our guy and yeah. these really ugly words. And then you're forced to sort of like put into context again the time frame. Like, we're talking about uh, as Adam told us. Like, this is like within the first 15 games of him entering the NBA. Um, so, how old he is? I, I no excuses. No, I mean, I'm not glossing over anything that we're talking about. It's just as it's um, it's just it's complicated. It's complicated. Right. It's frustrating, right. and I wish that we weren't having this conversation. Yeah, it just seems to me like this could end with Damian Lillard asking for a, a trade, um, and maybe he winds up on the Knicks. I don't know. That's what I've been hearing. Those are the rumblings. Those are the rumors. But it seems like a lot of trust has been lost between him and Neil O'Shea, um, going back years, but especially after like the Nuggets beat the Blazers and especially after Neil O'Shea seems like he handed Damian Lillard a list of coaches with two guys who had a very troubled pass on that list. So yeah. um, let's hit a break real quick. When we come back, yeah. uh, Milan, we will talk about the Nuggets. We, we will be back. answering a lot of yeah. questions, mm-hmm. a lot of Nuggets related questions, specifically Nuggets related questions. Uh, so let's hit a break and then we'll get back. Yeah, number one question, right, is what do we think the Nuggets think about Chauncey Billups being hired as the Portland Trailblazers coach? <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, regular seltzers uh, now being sold in the bar. You guys know we love our Breck beers uh, and the seltzers, but as we've told you many times already, uh, Breckenridge Brewery is teaming up with the National Parks Conservation Association this year. Of course, we know the tragic fires in Colorado were devastating for so many reasons and to so many people. Breck is donating 1% of all their profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association. If you buy one pint or a pack of Breck brews, you're donating 1% to our great outdoors. We're going to be getting involved in this as well at the DNVR bar. We are. Uh, just so you, uh, you guys, there will be awesome of like events and collaborations. Uh, make sure you check out breckbrew.com slash ingoodco, like Colorado, breckbrew dot com slash in good co for more details also as always you can order from the farmhouse call 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m use code dnvr to save five dollars uh strava craft coffee friends dnvr uh 25 it's gonna get you 25 percent off a single shipment um but you can also use that code to sign up for their subscription service you'll get 25 percent off every shipment Every two, four, six, eight weeks. Not seven. Write that down. Not seven. Two, four, six, eight weeks. You choose what dosage, what flavor when it comes to you. Get the CBD infused coffee. Change your life. It changed mine. Strava Craft Coffee. It'll have you honking like a goose. Let's go. A goose. Uh, for the podcast listeners. If you want to, if, if that's what you want your life to be like. <laughs> you too. Can get in on this. Uh, Kale, what's up? What's going on? He has to be oh. on for uh, to, for the music to play. He just wanted to say, hey. <laughs> I yeah. thought he had something. <laughs> nope, he has to be he has to be in the show to play okay. the music. <laughs> that makes a lot so of sense. Kale, no. next time you should uh, like come back on, Kale. Let's talk about this. Yeah, I feel like if hey guys, Kale's gonna just up? come on like that, yeah, he's yeah. gotta bring something to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah give me takes, like... Kale. Not about Chauncey, but just other other stuff. Um, I no. Oh, this is a All right, thanks, Kale. Good stuff, Kale. And that's our latest segment. Oh my god, um, <laughs> Sherbert with Sorbo. <laughs> Sherbert. With Sorbo. <laughs> All right, we're back here on the DMVR Nuggets <laughs> podcast. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings. Make sure to use code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's get to the main portion of this Monday show. It's called a mailbag Monday for a reason. Oh, because it's we, Monday? That's yeah, right. Because it's Monday. That's the only reason. Because <laughs> it had a nice alliteration to it, and it's on a Monday. Let's freaking go, dude. Do you oh, realize God, Kale did so not funny. get one word out when he came on screen? Kale, that, yeah. I cannot stress how poorly you did when you came up with it. I just can't stress that enough. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bad second appearance, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, now you're underwhelming, just... underwhelming second appearance. Unbelievable. 
<laughs> All right, vote. Let's uh, fire up some questions. Oh my god, I'm trying. I lost it. I'm trying to find our. Someone asked us this question. I'm going to find it. I'll shout you on a second. But here's the question. I'll pose it to the group first. I would just like um, to point out, votes as much of a mess as I just was, and somehow oh, my whole career was just we ended. absolutely. I don't. Know, yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I know, and one of us is trained to do. One of us is expected <laughs> to do this. It's not you. Um, okay, Scott Bellew wants to know. Um, Will MPJ ever be more than just a shooter? He had an interesting preface sort of talking about the way MPJ avoids physical play. Maybe that's related to his injury history. At the end of the day, the question in front of us, will he ever be more than just a shooter? I thought that was interesting, Harrison. What do you think? Well, I think he's much more than a shooter even right now. Uh, He's a great rebounder. He's a great off-ball mover, I think. Uh, More so in the regular season than in the playoffs, but I think he's more than a shooter uh, right now. Uh, That being said, like if you're looking for him to take that next step and become more of a well-rounded player, yeah, he's got to for, for Denver to reach their ceiling and for Denver to win a championship with this core. I I think he's got to, but I think just calling him a shooter right now is selling him a little bit short. What do you yeah, do? You agree with that last point, Eric? Well, I only heard half of it, but <laughs> I do believe that calling MPJ merely a shooter is exquisitely short-sighted. And MPJ has one of, like, he has so many physical gifts that man. Like, I, I think I mentioned, like, you know, we've watched him on television quite a bit. When I actually got to go to the arena finally, when it was open back up, and I saw him in real life, I was like, "What? This guy's in, like, he's an Adonis. This guy has so many. He's super tall." super muscular. Um, There's no way that this guy is not going to be able to figure out how to be at least um, a little bit more bothersome on the defensive end. Like right now his issues are just between the ears. Like he just doesn't know where to be at the right time. He gets, he gets tricked. He gets like rubbed off, but like just the, I mean, just the simple physical like prowess or dominance he has he can just put his arms up and make it difficult on people he just needs to be there at the right time like he sometimes comes over helps on weak side block makes blocked or block some shots um can be in the way like i mean it's funny to sort of look at this year and be like well this is all we're ever gonna get at mpj we know that because the the year's over and just think back to like the conversation about Jamal Murray up at, but right before he signed that big deal. We're like, well, he's really inconsistent. We don't know sure. what we're going to get out of it. I like, was doing it every day. Totally. I mean, it's, it's, it's the fact that he's this good this early in his actual playing career should be nothing short of just super encouraging to anybody that's watched him. He's only going to get better. Like, of course he's going to be more than a shooter. One, that's one of the top lessons I learned from Jamal, which was like the first sort of big picture thing I was like sinking my teeth into, you know, sort of doing this job. Yes. You can focus way too much on what young players are not as opposed to what they already do and what yeah. they can be. Um, and we're also coming off of playoffs where, you know, he looked really bad at times and he looked terrible. He's, he's got to become a way better defender. He's just got to, you know, improve in a lot of different areas. His just strength is how physical he is with the ball. Um, but there's also value to being a really, really good regular season player too. Like people forget that a lot of times there's value to just getting dominating at times like he did in the regular season. Like that's 82 games where you gotta, you gotta show up for it's all. I mean, it's going to be at the center of surviving this stretch without Murray. Right. Especially if getting yoke any rest. And winning in the meantime is, Dude, is somehow. Milad is on one today. Milad, you're just heckling us from the chat. He hates MPJ. He doesn't want us to talk about anything that's not directly Nuggets related. Yeah, Milad, wait- let, let us know when we hit the right topic for you, brother. MPJ just turned in the most efficient shooting performance ever since Wilt Chamberlain during the regular season. You don't think that's valuable? I don't Depending on a perspective, but you're right. I mean, he was, look, he was really good. Um, I do think also in the playoffs, <laughs> the way everything sort of shook out with who was out and who did played, yeah. play, like a lot of this stuff to wins first point that was making him so great in the regular season. It was a little less of that. Like, hey, go crash the offensive boards, right? Or like he wasn't necessarily as clearly a power forward draw, drawing and creating the same sort of mashup issues as he did alongside Murray, Barton, Gordon. Um, so obviously everything changed for him in the playoffs and it was disastrous. What's very <laughs> if, Yeah. If, if Jamal Murray had been healthy, 
Michael Porter Jr.'s playoffs would have, be lo- would have been looked at in a much different light. Drastically different. It, drastically different, man. Like, there was such a spotlight on him. And, of course, there was because Denver just had literally nobody else to put the ball in the hoop consistently. Like, they needed him to be great, to be absolutely yep. phenomenal, to go on a long, longer, longer than they did. And he wasn't, and they flamed out and got swept. But if Jamal Murray had been there, like he would have been in that third option role that he was so comfortable in. And mm-hmm. it just, everything would have been framed so much differently. And we stress yeah. that point because that's the context in Denver. It's not, it's not, um, you know, Minnesota drafting Porter and saying like, hey, you, you got to grow into the fulcrum now. Right. Um, you know, and the thing about those five guys together, like, when it was the the nuggets that went into those playoffs, it's very easy. You just go, okay, well, let's let's shut Porter down. When it's those five guys, it becomes a thing that you actually have to remember to do as you're also concerned with all these very others yeah. ways the nuggets can beat you. One yeah. one last point as I'm on a bit of a tangent, but what's most encouraging to me about the stuff that Porter has to improve on is that it is stuff that that he can improve on, right? So yep. first and foremost, that core strength, lower body strength. That is something we typically see improve for players over the years with an NBA strength and conditioning program. Um, and this guy's kind of on a delayed timeline there with the time he missed in college and in the NBA. Uh, on top of that, he has yet to have a full offseason as an NBA player. So there's time still to put in the work to change his physical profile, to add, you know, to the point of this question that in between the rim and the three point line stuff, creating, you know, getting his own shot off, taking the contact. There's still time for that to come. So I'm going to avoid the mistake I made with Jamal and I'm, and I'm not going to pitch in this guy into what he can't do just yet. Yeah. I feel like we should take it upon ourselves to prove what can happen in a full NBA offseason. We should all get into NBA quality caliber strength and conditioning before the season starts up again, just to show that it could be done. Like I'll, I'll lead this charge. I'll show you what it can look like when I'll show up with a six pack plus uh, for the opening tip of the first game, I'll, I'll, I'll sign you to a max contract. If that <laughs> I'll max go. you. I'm in. I'll super max you. <laughs> Yo, would you trade Michael Porter Jr. for Chris Middleton? Oh, that is tough. What are the terms? What are the like? Uh, just, uh, just, J- just you- say straight up. Right, because Porter's going to get that big contract. So, for the sake of this argument, straight up. Um. Wow. Look, I think Porter has a chance to be a considerably better player than Middleton can even sniff beat. That said, at a certain point, you have an eye to the timeline in the window, yeah? And, like, in terms of keeping everyone together and Barton and Gordon, and is it a time where you can pounce and strike? I'm not saying I do it. Chad is on a firm no. Yeah, I don't think it's a firm no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I don't. I don't. I'm not as firm as the chat, man. I kind of get it with regards to... It, this would be all different if Murray was healthy. I think it would be a much easier question to answer. Oh my god, dude! I would I would have a long sleepless night of trying to, to decide whether or not I would take that deal. Like, because we know what Chris Middleton is; he's showing us, and MPJ is like pure oh. potential at this point. Chris Chris um, Middleton is thirty eight points on fifteen of twenty six shooting. He's also fifteen <laughs> points on six of twenty three shooting in game one. <laughs> I can't believe I'm being given an ultimatum of the way I answer this question. I could lesbian duck could be out on me if I say dude, that's a lot of pressure. I got to get my take in there before she even had time oh, to type no, it. Dude. Uh, he, he, here's my biggest concern about Michael Porter Jr. right now. It's not on offense. Like I am not concerned at all about his playoff offense. It's defensively. And I can't sit here and say today that he's going to be a much better defender in the playoffs next year than he was this last year. Right. And that's right. kind of scary. That's scary. But that being said, um, it's actually a maybe for me. It's actually a maybe. Oh, no. I actually think offensively might be out on you. Might maybe <laughs> out on you. I kind of think offensively Porter might be a better fit because what he actually is is one of the all-time I think catch and shoot threats. Right. Right. Chris Middleton is a little less of a catch and shoot like darling as you might think based off the way some guys talk about him. Like. A lot of the Bucks' offense sometimes is like, can Chris Middleton beat Kevin Durant right now? It's um, because the Milwaukee Bucks' offense is literally the offense that like I ran in third grade. <laughs> it's like somebody dribbles up the floor, tries to score. Giannis Drew, does it to the seven foot guy yeah. that can. Then it's Chris Middleton's turn. Then it's Drew Holiday's turn. 
Then like Bryn Forbes gets it. It's, right. it's really like one of the worst offenses like, uh, I've ever seen. I, I the, just can't believe it. I get this comment from Glocky and I like half, agree, I half agree with it. Like we're going to look back at even at, at this conversation and laugh. Like, like I'm with you, man. I'm as Glocky, high on we didn't bring as, it up as anyone is, but I do sort of get like if Jamal Murray were healthy next year with the way all the teams look right now, it would be hard not to convince yourself like, oh, maybe this is the window. And Porter maybe is still two years away where Middleton is a, a guy who can do all that right now. All that said, um, Murray won't be back to the playoffs next year. And I think if it's the three guys of Murray, Porter, and Jokic, even if you miss this window, you'll probably get a chance to retool around those three again at some point. Whereas we did not Middleton, just compare Buddy Heald to Chris Middleton in the comments. We did not just do that, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, so... I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, right? Whereas Middleton sort of accelerates the entire timeline. But at some point, those are the decisions that are made. Let me tell you my dilemma here. My dilemma here is that every time we ever have played the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton has lit us up. He comes Wait, into... I've long said that Chris Middleton is the best fit next to He comes Nicole into Pepsi Center slash Ball Arena, and he just absolutely... Like, there have been so many times I've listened to the radio after the games, and they're like... Well, if Tim Conley lets Chris Middleton leave the arena without offering him a contract, he needs to be committed. And I'm like, man, I really wish you could have Chris Middleton. He's so good. He's inconsistent. But the thing that I love about Chris Middleton is that he now is in the most important games of his career, and he is showing out, right? Like He, he is... showed out He showed out in one game. He showed out in one game. Okay, that's, that's true. That's true. Well, but he has showed out in many ways. Like, he's been – an important part of a team that like, he's not scoring the, the amount that he scored last game, every game, but he's an important piece every game. And the yeah. Milwaukee bucks just keep on keeping on. Oh, I mean, man. every crunch I might time, it, dude, I might do it. I don't know. I'm so <laughs> every crunch time, half court possession, like no matter how hard Giannis dominates, it's like two minutes left and it's the fourth and it's half court. It's like all eyes on Chris Middleton. Oh, it's man. been, I might it's been his it. run. I might do it. I don't feel good about right. this. Let's move on before we get in trouble. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's too late, dude. Can't believe we just. I'm like so against changing anything about the team right now. And that's Harrison, the, yeah. the pro, I know that's the thing. Is it like? And that's me too. No, I, mean, I, I, I totally I, see that. No, like if the Nuggets go down, I want them to go down with, with the guys. guys. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm out. Get the hell out of here, Chris Middleton. What do we need you for? We got MPJ. You know, Glocky, you're right. I'm already laughing at that discussion. Oh, Kale's muted. <laughs> I just want to bring up uh, Josh. Uh, he's asking how a retool happens. Uh, we forget Tim Conley's superpower is drafting. He's, yeah, he's, great, at, he's great at drafting. Uh, better better third on. appearance, Kale. Be better third appearance. No, yeah. it was terrible. Was Next time you come on, make sure you're not muted as you come on and start <laughs> talking. Fair. All right, what do you guys no, want? Well, uh, let me address that question. How sure. they kind of build around the edges is – well, I think there's two ways you can do it. You can find really good players that might want to come to Denver and contend for you know less money, or you do what Tim Conley does best, and you find diamonds in the rough. You find guys in Europe like Faka Campasso who, who are going to come over and you sign as free agents. You find the next PJ Dozier. You know, mm. like that's what that that's how you have to work the margins when you have three guys on likely max deals. And that, that, this is the dilemma that every team that has an established core then faces like how, okay, cool. We know what the heart of the team is and like, how now do we work around the edges? I mean, you saw every team that, that has like some sort of dynasty, dynastical type run uh, does that where then you start to bring in like exactly like you're saying, like older guys, older vets that are, will accept the minimum or something just above that want to be on a contending team. Cause they've just been sort of floating around the league without direction. Um, and exactly. We've got Zeke Naji, we've got uh, young players. And like, you just got to think that Tim Conley and co are going to continue just keep that cupboard stocked so that as soon as somebody has got to go, dad, uh, somebody else steps up in their place. Like they, in that's how you do it. But the, the, yeah. the thing is that the, what is not a problem for the Denver Nuggets, which is a problem for almost every other team that's not contending right now, is establishing that core. Establishing the core is the most difficult the part of layer. team building. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You'd rather have a great point, Eric. You'd rather have the other problem. Yes. Um, whereas I think like if you go for Middleton now and you whiff, you're sort of like, oh, uh -uh. I'm going to whiff. Um, okay. You're not whiffing on Middleton. 
Well, that's, that's a good point. It'll still be a very good... I, Riff as in literally do not win the title. I've just turned into a, a newspaper writer. <laughs> you forgot Oh, my God, sorry. dude. Welcome to Rings Podcast starring Big yeah, Market dude. Vote, dude. With a Z. Big Market Brendan. Okay, Nolan Rogers wants to know, do you guys expe- expect the trade market or free agency to be more likely route for the Nuggets to get involved with this offseason? I like this question because there's a right answer. to There's like a, an actual answer to it, I think. But Harrison, I'll throw it to you to make sure I'm right first. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the teacher Uh, edition. (laughs) Yeah. I would guess free agency, right? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. Um, I was actually (laughs) going to say, I was going to say like they, there's not a really a ton of routes to be honest, in my opinion, like to, to, I just don't know. So like, I think they're hoping at retaining guys, to be honest, you know what I mean? As much as they can, but they're not going to have a lot of money to spend. But so So. wait, you wanted Harrison to give the right answer. And then you had a non-answer as your answer. Is that it's it's tough? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, What I'm trying to say is good luck. I think how the Nuggets are going to add to this team is they're going to take somebody in the draft. In the first round, which when you're talking also, like you were saying, Eric, about how you continue to build around a core that's all on max deals. It's very important if you're a team like the Nuggets and not in L.A. or New York to keep that pipeline moving. So they've got Zeke Naji coming up right now. Um, They need to get somebody else in that in that pipeline. So I can see that. Um, And and then, you know, if there's going to be a Paul Millsap replacement. Um, no, that guy I would think would be in a similar mold, maybe to Paul, like a, a veteran who you can count on for some minutes if you need it. So right, right, um, right. low price free agents and through the draft. That's how I see the most turnover on the Nuggets roster going. And, and Josh Cousteau, you're right. Malone does not pay, play rookies. That's why you have to then now this next year, you can expect that he'll play Zeke Naji, no longer a rookie. But then you have to have somebody come and take Zeke Naji's spot on the bench and learn how it's done, which is why having a successful draft strategy and like drafting the right guys year over year after year, uh, year after year after year turns into, you know, a team that is contending for decades or yeah. decade at least. What's uh bull bulls future. We've had a couple people asking here. So, Here's what I would do. I have a uh, a plan for the Denver Nuggets and Bowl Bowl. Uh, that's foolproof that I would implement this what? summer if it's possible. I don't even know if it's possible on his two way contract, um, or if they're gonna have to release him if he wants out. Like I, I don't know how it's gonna work. Could you imagine if the Nuggets were able to bring Bowl Bowl to summer league? Okay, and I'm have him go wild, go absolutely crazy, win MVP in summer ham? league, and then you could trade him. What? Okay, so you your your plan is that Bull Bull must win MVP of Summer League, and then we'll be able to recoup um, some of the value out of him. I I'm, think. It's yeah, a- I'm. I'm just thinking right now. I can't imagine his trade value is high. I, I don't know if he has any no. trade value. Um, but if you put him in a summer league environment, I can guarantee you the guy's going to look incredible. So you know, incredible. maybe at that point, nice. He'll look incredible. And, and at that point, I feel like his trade value would be way higher than it is right now. I don't know if that's possible. Like, I don't know if if, if that's going to happen, but, you know, that that's the thought I had. This is real 7D chess you're playing here. So. You're also just trying to – I mean, it's the- not like an unheard of thing to do. <laughs> yeah, just send a guy to summer league. I, I think – I mean, you're also not trying to, like – convince the world this is your xmpj like you just want that second rounder back i think if you can get to that point um and and i think that's possible but like whatever i mean the nuggets bought that pick after not having a pick they they just showed up i mean i don't know if you guys remember you were live i was watching you like the nuggets had no picks that night it seemed like a complete disaster bowl bowl kept falling 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 and now we maybe understand why he kept falling 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 the nuggets pop in they buy again they buy that pick just out of nowhere which they could easily do again um if they felt like they needed to 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 get into the second round at some point at some point like i don't know i mean 
for me, Bull Bull, like what Bull Bull really needs is he needs playing time. He needs consistent playing time. He needs to have his yes. like terrible habits broken and honestly his attitude adjusted. Um, and I think a lot of that maybe comes from, you know, the confidence that is garnered from becoming summer league MVP. Let's like, go, really, baby. <laughs> like really what he needs, he needs like a full season in the G League. Yeah, um, totally. Whether or not totally. the Nuggets, like that's going to be with the Nuggets, I don't know. But his, I mean, he has absolutely no trade value none like who who would trade for bull bull at this point like he's shown himself to be like not worthy of even garbage time on the denver nuggets i mean like there there are flyers and then there are they're like like you know what are we willing like if you're if you are a team that is interested in in acquiring bull bull you just sit back and wait for him to be cut wow right i think that's what i mean he might be doing yeah yeah. yeah, but but what the Nuggets should do is get him into the G League with this new unnamed G League team, which is hopefully named the Miners, and I can't wait to see it. It won't be. Hope is okay. for fools. Um, <laughs> let's hit a read real quick, and then we'll hit the rest of these questions. Also, um, members, paywall members, DNVR members, Discord members, we're going to read those Discord questions at the end of the show, after the show. You want to hear those good, good answers? You got to pay for that. Can when you come on? Can you at least say hello? Like, or here comes the music, or something. I mean, it's just—it's weird that you just show. Here you comes the show music. up. Okay. <laughs> can you make that a drop for the? Okay. Anyway, gotta talk about Green Mountain Dental Group. Several DNVR listeners have switched over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years. We talk about them all the time. You should know the spiel by now. If you don't, family-owned dentist, uh, best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. By the way, huge Colorado sports fans. That's why we're partners with them. Um, you know, we like the local peeps. We like the Colorado peeps. You schedule a, a cleaning, an x-ray, an exam, an x-ray, an exam, right? Those are the words. You get a free Sonicare toothbrush. That thing's expensive, folks. And if you get a Sonicare toothbrush, um, you're really just going to be putting off your nice cleaning. Um, so get it. Take care of it. That's the move. What else was going to talk to you Kill, about? Kill, also, stop Patrick, trying to... I'm at work, dude. What? Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. Kale, face does look very red right now. But Kale, how can you please stop trying to sex up our ads by taking your glasses off? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Come we on. had a company meeting about no no sex in the ads. <laughs> Speaking of which, Manscaped is here. Um, fourth generation performance package is out. You can buy that now. It comes with the lawnmower 4.0. I don't know if you guys remember the first time you mowed your lawn. I actually don't at all. I do remember <laughs> the first time I caught myself doing that though and it hurt a lot yeah. and then that that just sort of stays with you as yeah. you can imagine because you can't really tuck that's that called, away that's called ptsd you're, you're, you're yeah well it. yeah yeah so that's one of the things i love most about the walmart 4.0 it's really really hard to cut yourself i've tried um led light as well charges in the shower it's that good stuff check out manscaped and use code dnvr to get 20 percent off plus free worldwide shipping <laughs> As our as our international friends can tell you, your balls, your balls will, thank, will you. thank you. And then I think there's another um, ad read. I might have forgotten. There about should it, there should be one more. There's usually three on the second break. Yeah, Chevalier yeah. Mortgage. Here's the deal, there guys. It's stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market is crazy in CO. This sounds like the start to like a bad like Seinfeld impression. You know what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, anyway. So how about that Denver real estate market, oh, man? It's a I can't sell my house for shit. Uh, so let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They will alleviate so much stress and worry uh, off your plate. They've got a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at DNVR Mortgage and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's DNVRMortgage.com. Ready for this? Here come their phone numbers. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Or you can call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Check out Chevalier Mortgage. Any and before we Kale? get back, uh, oh, any, anything to add? Oh, Kale? Yeah, go ahead. Shout out Chevalier Mortgage. Uh, they've oh. hooked a lot of people up, and uh, they're good people. So shout out them. Wow! Great appearance, Kev. Shout Great out, appearance. Are we are we Shout like out. doing that that natural transition in a pod where we just make the producer a character like without their yeah. permission? Okay, it, cool. You mean the guy that we call Super Producer Kale? Oh right, yeah. I guess we started doing that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we get back to the questions, guys, I'm gonna throw a DraftKings pick of the week out there for this week. 
I'm just on the DraftKings app right now. Phoenix to win game five, boosted to plus 100. I'm off so, it. Sucker bet. You're off it. Off it. You're off, you're off Phoenix tonight. Off you like Phoenix the Clippers tonight. tonight. I do. I okay. Like, I like the Clips tonight. Well, I like the Suns tonight. Uh, I yeah. like them at plus 100. You can get that on DraftKings. <laughs> That's my DraftKings pick of the week. You know what a great pick is, I believe, is that uh, another boost – is for Reggie Jackson to record 25-plus combined points and assists. And he's done this every game. Except tonight. Except every tonight. game except tonight. <laughs> That's usually how those happen. No, it's, it's not a bad bet. It's, not, it's really not a bad bet. All right, we're back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. Of course, use the code DMVR when you download DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get back to some questions. Uh, we got about 10 minutes here. We're going to answer more questions for 10 minutes, and then we're actually going to go another 15 minutes. And, and that's going to be behind the paywall on uh. thednvr.com. So if you really want the juicy answers to these questions, if you, you really do. want the wind chimes, you you're going to have to go behind the paywall to get the bonus 15 minutes. Of this mailbag Monday pod on the dnvr.com. You sorry freeloading suckers. The the bill is due. Your time is done. If you want to hear all 15 minutes, you got to get in, baby. Yeah. Wait, do you just make uh, up stuff for the winter? It's totally (laughs) fictional reports. Yeah. Uh, What I'm hearing out there. (laughs) Yeah. You guys can join uh, the DNVR family, of course. Get a DNVR membership, $8.99 a month. Um, or you can get an annual subscription that comes out to four ninety nine a month. Get that at thednvr.com backslash subscribe. I lose $5 way, a month. Yeah, that way you can listen to the bonus 15-minute pod that will be going up on uh, thednvr.com later today. Dude, we've a, you lost Lesbian Deck also. I don't know what you did, but you screwed you, Harrison. I'm out on you, too. Am I still in, Let, Duck? Let, talk to me. Talk Let, to me. Lesbian Duck was trying to call me out for my Joe Harris takes. I was uh, laughed off this show in the preseason when I threw wow. out a Will Barton for Joe Harris trade. You guys laughed me off the show. Yeah. What did you, you think see about game did seven? Did you see how the, you have to catch the season, bro? <laughs> we were we were laughing you guys, again. <laughs> you guys laughed me off the did show. Did you to catch the playoffs, Harrison, or no? Uh. <laughs> I did watch the playoffs. I did watch the playoffs. <laughs> Tell me who you'd rather have right now. Well, because uh, one's about to leave the team. Yeah, I'd rather. That's have what I thought. You're right. Uh, I like this question, guys. I'm just gonna. I'll. I'll do it. I'll call my own number here. Nuggets. Nuggets. Fanatic. At FGZO12. Who will be the biggest impact player next year on the Nuggets, other than Jokic, MPJ, or the eventual return of Jamal Murray? So not the core guys, not the core three. Who's going to be the biggest impact player on the Nuggets? Outside of the big three, the biggest impact player on the Nuggets next season is going to be PJ Dozier. Ooh, that's really? good. Yeah. Elaborate. Well, it's either Aaron Gordon or PJ Dozier or Zeke Naji's the dark horse. There's one um, more. There's one more. Monte. 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 I mean, we kind of feel like we know what we're getting. Maybe more about Monte. Well, we don't know. I mean, we don't know. Is he on the team? We don't. We don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. If he's on, is he? If he's on. Yeah, I. I think yeah. the most likely answer is probably Aaron Gordon, but I think it has the potential to be PJ Dozier, because, you know, there's that starting spot that's. Maybe up for grabs, depending on if Will Barton comes back. I feel like Dozier could be a candidate for that starting spot. And I just feel like he's got a lot of untapped potential. I really, really do. I think he's got a really high ceiling that he's only beginning to scratch. Um, Offensively, you can kind of see where his game can go, or at least I can. I really feel like he can fill the Will Barton role for this team defensively we've seen how good he can be. So I think PJ Dozier can be a starting level player in the NBA and he kind of fits a niche on this team and a role that they don't have anyone to play right now. So I think Dozier's impact next season is going to be way above what it is right now. Uh, The other guy is, is Aaron Gordon for me just because, you know, he's going to play 30 minutes a night and be a, a, Big focus defensively. 
What say you, D-Line? I got to go Monte. I got to go Tay. He's, uh, for the reasons you said, like, he's going to be, the two of those, P.J. Dozier and uh, Monte are going to be probably the the two vying for that starting point guard position. And you got to think that anybody who's the starting point guard has the biggest opportunity for the most impact, right? Um, He showed us a lot in these last playoffs. Like, he came a big, 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 um, and we're just, seeing him getting more and more comfortable um, just as a, as an NBA level player, we're just seeing him do more and more, the, the more opportunities he's given. And he has a big opportunity coming up this next year with Jamal being sidelined for so long. So God, give me Tay, bro. The P the P I think if Barton walks, PJ Dozier becomes the most important question mark X factor Golly. sort of fill Is that he, in. Does he, become like. a, does he just become a starter? Does I think take? well, that's sort of what I'm getting at, right? Isn't he your starting two at that Ooh. point? Do we like that? Yeah, like if, if, Barton, starting two? if Barton walks, I think your best starting backcourt would be Monte Morris, PJ Dozier, and I don't think there's a real Ooh. argument for anyone else. Right? Is Austin Rivers coming back? Uh, the Nuggets would like him back. They want to bring him back. <laughs> would PJ Dozier have been playing those minutes that uh, I think Austin so. Rivers was, Dude, was taking? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The Nuggets want they they want this to work out. At the very least, they want to find out what they've got in him. You know, that's it's it's something they're looking to gather more more data on for sure. Um, okay, this is on me, right, to ask more questions. Yeah, let's uh, go through maybe two more questions. Oh, we have the super chat to get to as well. Thank you, Kale. Thank you, Kale. Um, hot take: MPJ makes the All Star team next season. This is from Yov Ben Noun. Um, does MPJ make the all-star team next season, guys? I'd say no to next season, but yeah. I do think it, it happens sooner rather than later. I would say Jamal Murray has never made an all-star team. And I like he's never really even been threatening. I I, I don't think that MBJ is particularly close to making an all all-star team at this yeah. uh, at this rate. I'd it's say possible. it's very I mean, yeah, I'd say it's very unlikely. It is possible because Jamal Murray's gonna miss most likely every game up until uh, the all-star game next year. And Michael Porter Jr.'s definitely going to average over 20 a game. If the Nuggets are the one seed in the West, when voting gets tallied, when the votes get tallied, yeah, maybe. But I I have a tough time seeing that happening. So I'd say unlikely. Okay. uh, We got a homie who asked us. Oh, give me one second. I lost it. Two seconds. Gregor wants to know what's your top five from the 2018 draft. Now that we've seen more from these guys and seen some big playoff performances from these guys. Um, And this is really interesting because I think the answer to like the number one pick. I'll look, if I was a team veil of ignorance, know nothing about my roster, you know, I'm just picking my first superstar. It's Luca, but there's, there's literally no, no world in which the Suns are regretting taking DeAndre Ayton number one overall right now, right? No chance. No chance. Dude. He's like, he's full. I put on Twitter that he's a totally worthy number one overall pick. I mean, outside of agnostic of what else happened in that draft. Like, cause you could say like looking at that specific draft, he should not have been the number one overall pick, but as far as like how good of a player he is, he's absolutely a number one overall pick caliber player. Um, DeAndre Ayton is so impressive to me. He's just like really grown up in front of our eyes. Like you remember the first time that he and Jokic were matched up and he just absolutely destroyed. Like when you get that perfect triple double or something, like it was just uh, a, a an absolute clowning to the point now where, you know, he is as important a, fa- a factor in that son's office as any other piece. Yeah. I'm um, looking at the 2018 draft here. So yeah, you probably, I'd still go Luca first. You probably got to go Trey Young second, Trey second after these playoffs. I think Aiton goes yeah. three. Eight and three. Aiton just so solid, man. So solid. So solid. Yeah. So solid. He knows exactly what he's. So like the, the guy that drops out of the top five for sure is Marvin Bagley. Like that's easy. Um, but then Jaron Jackson too, like that's hardly been what the draft folks sort of were hoping for when he went to Memphis. Obviously Memphis seeing some success, but it's not really necessarily like predicated on, on how well Jackson plays right now. And then there's two names, right? There's Michael Porter Jr. And there's, and there's SGA. 
and where do they fit into that? I mean, I think those two slide into the top five, in my opinion, and those two bigs I mentioned are, are out at that point. Oh yeah. That's, that's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think MB, I think MBJ probably goes five, four or five to get to the point of the question. Um, find one more for us here. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that one's just going to make us mad. I'm going to skip that one. Jared <laughs> wants to know, former players turned head coaches is a new trend as of late. Are there any former players we could see taking an assistant coach position with the Nuggets? Uh, hmm. Any former player, former Nuggets players? I assume that's sort of at the heart of the question. I don't know. Uh, there any guys you feel like I know passionate? Birdman Birdman Anderson lives in Denver. <laughs> I had dinner at I the same restaurant be, as him I think he last might be two weeks on my list of, of <laughs> over players to hire as an assistant coach. How about this? How about this? Because I can't think of any any former players right now. Who on the Nuggets would make the best mm. head coach? Monty Morris. I, Next question. Mon, yeah, Monty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say Monty. maybe that wasn't as good of a question as I thought. Because it's, <laughs> Clearly, Monte Morris, <laughs> Zeke Nagy. We'll have to find uh, out. But I can ooh. see him growing into a player that we talk about that way. You know, Paul Millsap. Would Paul Millsap be not only a great locker room guy doing uh, revealing the starting lineup through magic, things like that? Would he also be a good assistant coach? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. I think Paul Millsap would be great at anything that he put his mind to. Yeah. Yeah. He's also insightful. Like he is very quiet, like soft spoken, and that can be conflated with doesn't have a lot to say. But one of the yeah. first things I learned in that locker room was like, oh, you should actually really listen closely when Paul speaks. Um, okay, one yeah. last one for us before we get to the paywall. I just uh, have a quick comment here. Uh, Brandon Spano, CEO of this company, just came in and microwave bombed me. He heated up some sort of meat product and then just left. Uh, <laughs> hope it was Wagyu. Don't that in the oh, it was it was not Wagyu. I'll say that. That's a move that only a CEO of a company can pull. Yeah, he go be, into he, a small <laughs> office and just nuke the microwave with post, some post honeymoon. You're just like yeah. these guys, man. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I'm just I'm just left to deal with it. Oscar in the comments throws out Mike Miller. Really oh, good yeah. suggestion right there. Yeah, that's a good suggestion for sure. Um. All right, one more for us, guys, and then we'll get to the paywall section. Keenan wants to know, Paul Millsap, vet minimum or gone? Gone. <sighs> what are we getting out of Paul Millsap? No, I mean, I'm probably saying gone as well. Like, I would just like to get somebody different on a minimum. Um, yeah. But I want, I, like, I wonder what happens if Paul Millsap's like, I would love to come back on a minimum. I wonder what would happen if the Nuggets I, would be like, yes or no. He would have to then be player coach. Like, he'd have to be Mike Miller. He'd have to be Richard well, Jefferson. Like, he's well, not going to play games. him. That's the thing. It's like almost yeah, a Tory Craig kind of deal. I feel like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the Nuggets aren't going to need him in their rotation next year. They've got Zeke Naji. They've got Jamichael Green, who does have a player option. But I mean, my my thinking is he'll maybe pick that up. So I don't think they need Paul Millsap. I don't think he'd be in the rotation. I don't think he would play every night, mm. but um, I feel like he would want to finish his career in Denver. And I also feel like he probably still wants to play. So we'll see. Yeah. He just didn't have anything to offer at the end of the season. Sadly. I love Paul Millsap. I'm a big Paul Millsap guy, but I, it just feels like it has run its course. I don't want it to sound like anything negative towards Paul Millsap, but every career must come to an end. And I think that we've unfortunately hit that point with Paul Man, Paul Millsap yeah. respecter logging off. Um, <laughs> I wonder if Paul will keep going. He is, he is the, the most games <laughs> logged uh, most playoff games ever without winning a ring. NBA history. Yeah, are, we keep, are we keeping Paul Millsap? I hope not. Um, I love oh. Paul. He's one of my he's one of my all time faves. But I kind of I'm with Eric. He didn't really have anything left at the end. There was oh, no man. really gas left in the tank, unfortunately. You turned on you turned on your mic for an ultra bummer take. Yeah, I Can wish he not be the, the Udonis Haslam of the Nuggets. I mean, he could, but like I feel like he's gonna want more playtime than that, and we're not gonna oh, be able to yeah. offer Maybe. him that. Maybe he might be down to just sort of finish what he started on this roster. But hey, listen, guys. 
we'll save the good stuff for the paywall. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to wrap up uh, today's Monday show, but we are going to go for 15 more minutes, uh, answering more questions, many more questions behind the paywall on the DNVR.com. We're going to log off of here and record that privately and then post it just for the NVR members. So if you really want answers to the good questions, yeah. if you really want the juicy details, yeah. uh, sign up to be a member on the DNVR, thednvr.com backslash subscribe. That's where we'll post yeah, this uh, is the next only, 15 minutes of this podcast. This is only for our fans. This is our only fans. <laughs> Before we get out of here, guys, if you're thinking about going back to school, maybe you've just got a few credits to finish up, or maybe you never went to college got to recommend that you check out MSU Denver online. A lot of us here at DNVR and DNVR members specifically have taken classes at MSU Denver online. It's been a great experience for everyone. The teachers are awesome. The courses are super engaging. They keep you interested. It's not one of those boring lecture college classes where you doze off to sleep or you're just chilling on your laptop. These are classes that give you information, that give you knowledge that you can use outside of the classroom. So check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online.